1: This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, revolutionizing relationships, helping each other in healthy ways. We all need help, and most of us know that, but how can we help each other without giving ourselves away? The inner revolution unleashes our power to help one another in healthy ways because it trains us to overcome envy, anger, and self-centeredness. That's the trifecta, touch all the bases. And it frees us from the motivation of looking nice or being liked. On this episode of Inside Out, we're going to ask you to think about how you can help another person or group without looking for praise or selling yourself out. It could be in a big way, a small way, or in a way that seems small but is really impactful. Let's have a stimulating conversation where we ask ourselves who we can help and how. And by the way, we at Inside Out are always thinking about how we can help you Maybe you'll come up with some ideas about how you can help us, too. So stay tuned. Call in and act. Learning to give in the right ways could revolutionize your life and our world. For more discussion, join the post-show forum. The link is on the right side of the host page. And now, here's Beth from the Inside Out.
0: Welcome, everybody, to Inside Out, the inner revolution. Well... I hope we're going to have a packed show because we're asking you to call in and talk about who you can help and how. And I'm going to talk a little bit about what I mean, although I think it's pretty obvious, isn't it? You know, we sometimes we feel so pulled upon, oh, this poor other person, and so we give away the, uh, you know, our shirt, the store, and all of that stuff. And by God, how many times have I done that? Oh, I'm so tired, but really, I really need to help that person. Right. That is giving myself away. That is not a healthy relationship. Uh, then there's that other side that uh, we talk about in the intro, which is I want to be seen as the kind of person who would be so compassionate or who would give myself away <laughs> or who, you know, I, 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 want to, I, I want to be humble, but I certainly don't want, my donation to be anonymous. So anyway, we're going to talk more about that, and we want you to call in and talk about yourself, and we want you to really think in this show about who should I be helping or could I be helping, and how could I do that without trying to show off or without giving myself away, with you know, because we believe you have to do what is for the highest good of all, including ourselves. But before we get to that, we have so much news. Well... I don't know which news to start with first. Let me tell you that Inside Out has put out the call for guests. We I haven't been interviewing people for a long time, and uh, now that we're focused on the inner revolution, it's obvious that we need to get some inner revolutionaries on the show, and we already have two fabulous guests booked for the next two weeks. Um James is going to give us the scoop at the end about our next week's guest. Uh, but it's uh, for those of you who are dying to find out, it's Larry Darcy, Dr. Larry Darcy, who's one of the guys who really revolutionized the healthcare field with trying to integrate alternative medicine and spirituality and the mind. So uh, he's been around a long time. He's a very accomplished guy. And we're going to talk about that show next uh, you know, at the end of this one, and we have another surprise guest after that, and we have also some people that are in the uh, pipeline, and it's just getting real exciting around here. But in the meantime, I want to give you the news of the inner revolution. There, too, there, there was so much news this week that I, I think you're going to be amazed. You may have picked up on all this news already, but if you didn't, Here are just a couple of the incredible stories, thanks to James, who passed them on to me this morning. Okay, now, the first story is about Ireland. You probably have heard that last Saturday, Ireland became the first nation to approve same-sex marriage by popular vote, by a vote of 62% of the electorate, and passed in all but one of Ireland's 43 districts, Now, can you believe that? You know, after Ireland broke from Britain in 1922, it was, according to this article from the New York Times, dated we don't know, but it was somewhere last week, it was a virtual colony to the Vatican, a theocracy in all but name. Now, you may or may not have known this, but... John Charles McQuaid, the longtime Archbishop of Dublin, played a central role in drafting Ireland's constitution. And I mean, there was so much unchecked dominance by the church. Uh, legal the, Abortion was not legal. Um, uh, contraception wasn't legal. I don't even think uh, divorce was Ho- legal.
1: Homosexuality was a crime.
0: Homosexuality was a crime. Now, in the early 70s, women activists organized a condom train to Northern Ireland to bring contraceptives to Ireland. And if I remember correctly, about a year ago, a woman who was living, who was not Irish, but was living in Ireland, died because she was refused an abortion, even though her life was really at stake. Anyway, in the early 90s, homosexuality was finally decriminalized. And now Ireland has legalized same-sex marriage, it's this, which is really a, a true revolution in consciousness for those people and a bold first step for an entire nation to do so. I I think it's just unbelievable. And what is also fascinating is the archbishop of something or other, archbishop, I think this guy may have been in Dublin, uh, he said after Mass, it's very clear there's a growing gap between Irish young people and the church and there's a growing gap between the culture of Ireland that's developing and the church and so what's happening is that the church is backing down and not to say that the people in the church aren't entitled to think anything they want to think and behave the way they want to behave but they don't have the right to dictate what other people think and do and that's what's changing and I I just think it's unbelievable the first nation to legalize same-sex marriage is Ireland what does that tell you about the world now? On May night, now this story I just adore. May nineteenth, we have a date on this one. Flat shoes ban causes controversy and backlash at Cannes. Okay, the Cannes Film Festival is at the center of a controversy this week. This came. This was in Newsweek. After several women were turned away from the screening of Carol, which I guess is a movie for wearing flat shoes. Now, are you sitting or are you standing? The women, some of whom were elderly or had medical conditions, wore formal flat shoes with rhinestones on them. However, this was not in line with the festival dress code, which requires heels on the red carpet. A Cannes representative, who was not named, told Harper's Bazaar, it was obligatory for all women to wear high-heeled shoes to red carpet showings adding that men are to wear tuxedos. Now, I don't know how anybody can equate tuxedos and high-heeled shoes. I mean, tuxedos may be ridiculous, but they don't damage your body. high heel shoes do. I have been ranting against high-heeled shoes for <laughs> a lot of years because they're bad for you. I mean, just honestly, they're ridiculous. So celebrity festival goers are none too pleased with this de- dress code enforcement and some plan to act defiantly defiantly. Emily Blunt, who was, well, Blunt, well, I have no idea who Emily Blunt is, but whoever she is, she's quoted as saying, everyone should wear flats, to be honest. Yes, Emily, yes. We shouldn't wear high heels anyway. Now, Dennis Villeneuve, which some of you, the director of Sicario, said he and Josh Brolin planned to wear heels as they signed a sign of protest. <laughs> So anyway, I don't know if they did or, or not, because James couldn't find a follow up to that story. But isn't that? I mean, this is a revolution in consciousness. I mean, I mean, it's it's to me, it's like crazy. You know, you 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 have people who live in societies where you can get shot for opening your mouth, but here we inflict high heel shoes on ourselves because we're just too messed up, you know, to question something that's bad for our health. Now, another incredible story dated May 19th, Thomas Reuters Foundation. Okay, this comes from Reuters. And this is amazing. There is a movement in Morocco for a women's rights movement based on the religion. Religious leaders it uh, on uh, the low level the religious leaders, as far as I can tell from reading the article. Now, here it is. Th- th- this is too this is too touching. Uh, this is how, how reading the article. Girls are like a time bomb, ready to explode and ruin the family's reputation. The Moroccan jewelry, jewelry trader tells his customer as she admires a display of necklaces. The solution is to get rid of this bomb by mo- marrying your daughter's office as soon as you can. He explains. <laughs> Now, there is a new generation of female religious leaders known as, now I have no idea how to pronounce this, Morshidat, part of a quiet social revolution in the North African country. Yeah, if you guys didn't don't know, uh, Morocco is in North Africa. It's a, uh, a Muslim country. Their groundbreaking work is the subject of a British film, Casablanca Calling, which, remember Casablanca with Humphrey Bogart and uh, that Gord, Ingrid Bergman? Well, this is about the real Casablanca. And um, it's, going to be at an inter- it's going to be showcased Tuesday night in an international conference on child marriage in Morocco's famous port city. It's awful. Girls are still married off. Even though Morocco has outlawed marriage under 18, early marriage is still a com- uh, common problem. And these are women... This religious role is given to these women. These Morshidat give guidance to women and young people in mosques, schools, orphanages, hospitals, prisons, and rural areas. Now, here's a quote. I love this. So many cultural traditions, from early marriage to women's education, have become confused with religious teachings. And it is a challenge to separate them in people's minds, she adds. So... At a mosque, Hanan, this woman we're talking about who happened to be at the Moroccan Jewelers, she listened to a woman talk about her granddaughter's problems finding a husband. The granddaughter is all of 14 years old.
1: An old maid, obviously.
0: An old maid. <laughs> and, uh, here, and this woman, Hanan, she said she was promised to a boy since she was four years old. And, and, and it was becoming difficult to continue at school. My family say now I'm getting married. I shouldn't leave the house. Now, I should say that differently. My family say, now that I'm getting married, I shouldn't leave the house. Right? Of course not. Obviously, women who are getting married shouldn't leave the house. Mm -hmm. So the Morshida tells her that when it comes to marriage, God has given a woman the right to choose for herself. And that the girl should stand up to her father using Sharia law to support her rights. Isn't that cool? So it's using Islamic law, the Sharia, to defend women's rights. So I think that that's fantastic. And this Morshi Dot initiative is part of a water, wider uh, reforms in Morocco aimed at giving women more rights. So this is very cool. And the final thing is right back at home, just in case you think we're not crazy after the uh, Cannes Festival, <laughs> 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 that the Western world isn't crazy too. Okay. This came out of the New York Times, Chicago, A high school football player in Illinois who suffered a concussion while playing and kept on playing is now suing the Illinois High School Association over its head injury policies, making it the first state association that could face class action scrutiny and the latest football governing body to be sued over concussions, joining the likes of the NFL, the NCW, and Pop Warner. Now, this is the beautiful part of this. The suit seeks no monetary damages. Only changes to the association's concussion policies, such as, and I mean, like, we have to fight for this. It's not obvious that our kids should be protected, right? Their health should be protected. But no, not when it comes to football. I mean, football is obviously more important than the health of our boys mandatory baseline testing for all football players, stricter guidelines on returning to play, and the presence of medical personnel at practices in addition to games. He is also seeking the creation of a medical monitoring fund for Illinois high school football players. Now, the thing that gets me is from this article, and, you know, I don't know if it's true, but according to this article, the response of the executive director of the National Federation of High School Associations seems to be... Focused on, guess what? The health of the boys? Guess again. They're going to have a hard time defending themselves in court. See, the big issue is the cost of medical monitoring fund. Now, I can appreciate that. But you see, the problem is that when your first response is, we can't afford this, you're, you're not really thinking about the consequences. Last night, James was showing me um, some, was it, a basketball game?
1: Yeah, video Where, of the, a basketball game. Uh, yeah. The, the NBA playoffs.
0: And the guy gets knocked on his head as well as his shoulder and neck. And he was obviously stunned. He couldn't get up. And then he goes and he comes back to the game because they said he did not have a concussion. See, and
1: he and then, was, his first, then his first shot, he's one of the best shooters in the history of the NBA. Yeah, his first yeah. shot is a total air ball. It completely misses even touching the rim.
0: Right. So you tell me that that guy was okay. I mean, don't you think we need to have an re- inner revolution in the world of sports? Yes. I think so. So anyway, this takes us away from our inner revolution about how we're going to revolutionize the relationship of help. But I want you, James, to give out our phone number because I want to see people lining up on the phone just waiting to talk about how they're going to help somebody out without getting into some ego stuff about how great I am or without having to look holy or give ourselves away. So give out that number.
1: Yeah, so call us with your question or comment on this relationship issue. It is 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795.
0: Now, if you guys don't call, who do you think is going to have to be the first one? James. That would be me. That would be him. You have to answer the question. Do you remember the question, James, at the end of my the description? We. Well, I want you to think about what.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, revolutionize your relationship in terms of uh, uh, who are you helping? Are you helping helping in healthy ways? Are you merging with but other people? But there was
0: yeah. But there was a question at the end of the of the description which said, "We want you to think about who you could help and mm-hmm. how to do it in a healthier way."
1: Oh, ho, 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 <laughs> a leading question. Leading. I think you know exactly who it is that I need most to
0: help I'm not going (laughs) to say say anything but that is the question (laughs) to our audience call in soon help let James off the
1: hook hook. and now we're going to
0: go to our commercial break the Voice America 7th wave channel
2: Revolutionize your life and your world with a new attitude and a new way of being. Learn how at www.bethgreen.org. At Beth's website, you will find effective tools, processes, teachings, and more to help you become the person you want to be and co-create the world you want to live in. Sign up for Beth's newsletter and get a free PDF of her comprehensive book, Living with Reality, a manual for living with real answers and proven tools. Book a private 15-minute consultation with Beth that will astound you with its depth and transformative power. Learn about Beth's other books, YouTube channel, School of Intuitive Counseling, music, upcoming workshops, trainings, and remarkable community. The Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which offers all kinds of help, including low-fee counseling and free support. The inner revolution requires us to heal our hearts and awaken our minds. Find both at Beth's website. Again, that's bethgreen.org.
3: Invite meaning and
0: inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
2: You're tuned in to Inside Out, Voice of the Inner Revolution, with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To share your questions and comments, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Now, back to Inside Out.
0: Hi, welcome back to Inside Out. Well, James has a temporary reprieve. This is like being on death row. And, you know, you keep getting these calls that, uh, this court or that court has given you a reprieve, but you never know whether you're going to end up in the gas chamber. So we have... Please
1: call. Please call for my please sake. Please
0: call, but we have two callers already, so there is a temporary reprieve, and the first one is Christine from Bonzel. Hi, Christine. Hi. Welcome well, to Inside I, Out. Well, I just
4: started listening, like, when you were saying, you know, call in or else James will be on the hook. So. <laughs>
0: so you don't know why you're I have no
4: idea what we're talking about
0: okay okay James would you please read we're talking about (laughs) that's funny okay (laughs) well think about
1: think about who it is in your life that you need to help and how can you do that without uh, selling yourself out merging with the other person and compromising yourself or looking for praise and looking good
4: oh my whole life has been a cautionary tale (laughs) (laughs) In that, but I actually just had a breakthrough over the weekend.
0: Oh, on that very topic?
4: Yes, on that
1: very topic.
0: Excellent. Well, you intuitively knew you were supposed to call in.
4: I guess so. (laughs) I guess I can talk about this.
0: (laughs) Okay, good.
1: (laughs) Tell us about
4: it. Well, I think when you talk about, like, you know, merging with people, it's like, um, it has to do with um, the, the, the two people I'm thinking of are my husband and my son, Yeah. Um, Not that I don't merge with both sons. um, It's just for this example. Um, And what I tend to do is if they don't feel good about themselves, I try and make them feel better about themselves.
0: Mm, That's how you help to make you look like a really nice person. it, It helps me look
4: like a really nice person. And then, you know, if if my family is happy, then I'm, like, an awesome mom and an awesome wife, right? Oh,
5: oh.
4: We are just, we are, we are wonderful.
5: Um
4: But, yeah, and then I'm, I'm nice and I'm good and all of that, and whatever. But um, it doesn't really help the person. It, in fact, it keeps whatever the issue is in place
0: mm-hmm.
4: because they don't have to confront why they're feeling bad about themselves
0: or what's going on with them
4: or what's going on with them. Exactly. And so something clicked in me. I, I know part of this came out of my 15 minutes with Beth. so This would be a great testimonial, but, um, particularly in relationship with men, that if I sense they're feeling down or a weakness, then, um, rather than, you know, confronting them and challenging them to grow past it and overcome them I tend to just try and like make them feel better in a very unhealthy way
0: <laughs> poor James he never gets that <laughs> James do you want yeah. to marry Christine instead
1: <laughs> but no, no. Uh, actually I've been there done that though those are my <laughs> former relationships yeah exactly I was so
0: um,
4: and and I I just broke through it so I'm not good you know uh, I'm I'm uh, not going back I am uh, not going back too bad, James. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and plus, yeah, anyways. So I did that on Saturday. I was talking to my husband, and um, and it was like the same dynamic going on. And in this particular instance, it was like the issue was being pinned on me, which is when it's even harder for me. To say no, you need to look at yourself. You would think I would do that because that's what people normally do—is saying like, "No, it's you. No, it's you. No, it's you." (laughs) Um, But around certain issues, I'm like, "Oh, it's me." Even if it's not, even if it's not my issue. Again, I guess maybe because that makes me look nice. I don't know. It doesn't seem very healthy. Um, But I didn't. I said no. You know, you really need to take
0: a look at this. Um, And I I was a second, Christine. I think. Yeah. That where that that tends to happen in areas where we have some self doubt or yeah. we have some issues ourselves. Yeah. And so once we've notice that we have some issue ourselves, some of us either get completely defensive and pretend we have no issues at all, yeah. or we go in the opposite direction and uh, Are so debilitated and paralyzed by the recognition of our own flaws that we're that we're not being in reality about the bigger picture. That plus the fact that you like to uh, play up to men, you know, or make them feel good. So I just wanted to share that because I think a lot of us have that. Makes it feel less bizarre.
4: You know what I mean?
0: Oh, it's not bizarre. You're just such a normal human. I don't know if you can stand it.
4: Yay. Yay, good, I, I would like a badge, okay <laughs> normal human okay. Um, but as I say i I changed i just I couldn't do it anymore. I was so sick of myself of acting that way, yeah, and you know, um my husband got angry at me, and I was like, that's fine, and you know, then he cooled off and broached it again, and i but my my stance on the matter was the same, and he got angry again um. But finally, like, this is all Saturday, Saturday night, he broke through. Yeah. And he came to terms with something that he has been avoiding forever. Yeah. And since then, it's like, it's like a whole new world. It's like a whole new possibility for him of how his life can be, of something about himself that he's felt bad about But that really, when you look at it, he doesn't have to. So there's like a whole shame that's been lifted, a whole deal with the weakness that he has um, with, you know, support. Like there's ways to overcome it, like all of all of these things. And he is a new person.
0: Well, this is such a good example of how when we make nice or give ourselves away and give away our common sense and our uh, consciousness, we aren't helping the other person at all. No. We're just acting out of some pathology of our own, or we're trying to look a certain way, or you know we have some fear that we're covering up, and that isn't helping. So this is a wonderful and very inspiring story, but I'm not letting you off the hook because okay. I'm yeah. going to ask you now, what, who do you need to help now? Uh, In a healthy way, because you volunteered to answer that question as well. Not that I'm not thrilled to hear this, and I think it's a very good example. Um, Is it my kids? Nope. Not that you shouldn't help your kids or don't help your kids, and to help them in healthy ways, too. In a healthy way. I'm not saying I don't help them, but in a
4: healthy
0: (laughs) way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have you have been arrested for child abuse. We know that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> child
1: neglect. Um, no, yeah, for being oh, too, for I, being I, too I, nice.
0: Right. I, I, exactly. This woman needs to
1: excessive be arrested. niceness. Well, is it is people
0: that I
4: work with in um, not at work, work, but in our nonprofit work?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. So there is someone in particular. And there's some way that you need to help this person. I don't know who it is. Hmm. See if you can. You can even just say the letter of their name. We don't have to divulge who they are. Just the first letter of their name. And I can tell you if you got the right one. Because this will be then a process for you to see. Yeah, someone just called me,
4: so I'm wondering if that's who it is. Is it C?
0: Yes. Ah. okay. Yes. And how have you been... First of all, have you been helping this person? And if so, have you been doing it in an unhealthy way? I don't think I've been helping. <laughs> I did <laughs> You have not been helping this person. That's right. But yeah. you are going to do that now, right? Because you know yeah. how important that is. So can how can you help this person in a healthy way?
4: I, can, I think kind of the same way that I have been with my husband. It's like seeing the person's potential and supporting that.
0: Yay. Excellent. Yeah. You got it. That's your job. Thank All right. you. Very good. I'm so glad you called, even though you didn't know why you did. That was very That's good. That's right.
1: So. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's one, there's one other point I'd like to add that I feel is significant, and that is it takes a lot of courage to confront another person. And uh, we, a lot of us have a fear that the relationship will break down, yeah But uh, experience shows us that if you're willing to let yourself go to that level of st- take, holding your your place, holding your stand, breakdown can lead to breakthrough, just as you have experienced, Christine.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah so to
1: have the faith and the trust that that it could, you can go through the breakdown into the other side.
0: That's such an important point, James. I mean, we have to do the right thing no matter what. And uh, sometimes there's a happy ending and sometimes there isn't. And there's no guarantee, but the, there is a guarantee there's one happy ending, which is we'll feel good about ourselves. And if we don't do that, we know inside that we're kissing ass or that we're mm-hmm. in some posture or we're trying to look good to the world or we think, oh, that's what a good mother does, you know. I have, I grew up with a template of what a good mother is, and she does this or that or the other thing for the child, even if in that particular child's case, that is really poison for that child. So instead of trying to show off for our parents or our neighbors or our girlfriends or our husband or our wives or whatever, we do the right thing for that child, even if it makes us look bad to others, even if the child gets angry with us now that's an act of inner revolution so Mm. thank you for your point and uh god bless thank you so before we go on to our next caller i would like to point out that our next caller is our only other caller so james may be on the hook soon so james please give out that number again
1: oh yes please please call us at 866-472-5795 that's 866-472-5795
0: And we'll try to help you to figure out how to help somebody. And next we have Helen from Fallbrook. Hello. Hello.
4: Welcome. Well,
5: I wasn't clear what I would say either until I started listening to Christine sharing and I realized that um, the way I supported my husband the best was by separating from him Literally. Yeah. And it has led to a complete transformation uh, in his life in a very positive way. Yes. And I, I don't know. I mean, it seems kind of obvious perhaps to some people that that, uh, that's a possibility, but I'm a big advocate now.
0: Oh, everybody, every client you get, because we know from uh, Helen's calling before and her being on our show is that she's a therapist. Yes, every, before they even come in, you're ready. You say, just leave them.
5: Exactly. That will exactly. be your, your <laughs> solution <laughs> for to all. Your role for marriage
0: yeah. no, separate. I, separate. Uh, plus, I
5: was, <laughs> yes. You know, I, I didn't want to do it, but no. so I hung in there way too long. Yeah. But, you know, it was all... I suppose it was all supposed to be the way it was. But anyway, it's, it's been a miraculous support to him and, and to me in watching him transform that way and feeling good about the upheaval in our lives rather than feeling sorry for him or myself. Yes. Of the ensuing challenges.
0: Well, um, oh, I'm sorry. I just want to say that those of us who have heard you on our show before, uh, know that your parents, uh, got divorced and it was very traumatic for your mother. And you got this very negative feeling about separation. Um, I mean, we were only joking. Separation isn't always the answer, but if you have a shitty relationship with somebody, ending that relationship is helpful to everybody. See you're uh, and and I appreciate what you're saying Helen but you're also focusing on his transformation but you've also gone through a transformation because you finally let go of a relationship that wasn't serving you and that was your inner revolution
3: yeah. so
0: both of you are going through a, a miraculous transformation and who knows where it's going but the important thing is you let go of the relationship that you had and What's happening is you are developing a new one. Where it goes, nobody knows. But see, it's always good advice to anybody. If you've got a shitty relationship, let it go. It doesn't mean you have to leave the person. You have to leave the relationship. And people don't always understand that. We have to break all of those old ways of relating. And sometimes we need a physical separation in order to do that because it's too difficult to do it when we're together. So... Um, it's like letting go, smashing, you know, the old stuff that isn't working instead of just trying to repair it or like put a little patch here. Put a little patch. It's revolutionary rather than reformist. You know what I mean? It's like we're starting again, and I, I think that's what's, what's happening for you. Now, I'd like to ask you the same question we're asking everybody else. Uh, and by the way, uh, James, you can breathe a sigh of relief. We do have another caller after Helen, but uh, <laughs> Helen is not off the hook yet because the question <laughs> is, who does Helen need to help now and how is she going to do that in a healthier way? You'll be happy to know we we have only four minutes to break. So if you're completely stumped, we could, we'll only sit here in silence for four minutes.
5: For <laughs> Four minutes while I'm yeah. completely flummoxed. <laughs> well, I could come up with, I think, quite a few people. Good. Um, pick one.
1: And just give us her? the first initial. Yeah. Oh, yes,
5: yes, yes, okay. yes,
0: your sister. The very one. And um, how have you been in, how, engaged in an unhealthy way with her?
5: Well, her. you know, I was thinking this the other day that on some former, well, I think it was in a 15-minute session, actually, that you challenged me that it was time to give up all negativity. Mm-hmm. And I think that she and I have merged in negativity. Oh. Um, and since I'm committed to giving it up, I've been confronting her more about it, you know, not just hers, but my own. Oops, yes, I slipped into negativity, <sighs> and I feel like I'm I'm ready to be more confrontive about the old ways that we used to slip merge in negative ways. No, no matter what it's about,
0: you know, I I think that is such a great example for our listeners because so many of us have people that we are in relationships of collusion with where yeah. we get together and we just go down the down the tubes. I mean it's like in my drinking days and I my drinking days what year is this 2015 35 years ago uh before I gave up drinking. Uh you know, I wanted to go out with people who drank so we could uh be together you know, drinking. <laughs> and I, I don't even think I would have gone out with them. I, I would have conversations with people when I was drunk that I don't even know what I was saying, much less what they were saying. And, uh, you know, I had drinking buddies. So in, it's, that's an example, but it could be kvetching buddies, for those of you who right. don't know the word kvetch, it's complain. Or it could be criticism buddies, or it could be superiority buddies, or whatever. So, our male um,
5: bashing For
0: male bashing buddies. Oh, those are important. I like that. <laughs> so uh, anyway, there you go. I think that's great. Uh, and um, I'm going to go because we have to go to commercial break, and we have two callers on the line, okay, and it looks you. like one of them is a perfect stranger. So thank you for calling, Helen. I am that. We are that. Bravo. Let's keep going forward. And now let's take a break and Don't hang up because we have two more exciting calls. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
2: Revolutionize your life and your world with a new attitude and a new way of being. Learn how at www.bethgreen.org. At Beth's website, You will find effective tools, processes, teachings, and more to help you become the person you want to be and co-create the world you want to live in. Sign up for Beth's newsletter and get a free PDF of her comprehensive book, Living with Reality, a manual for living with real answers and proven tools. Book a private 15-minute consultation with Beth that will astound you with its depth and transformative power. Learn about Beth's other books, YouTube channel, School of Intuitive Counseling, music, Upcoming workshops, trainings, and remarkable community. The Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which offers all kinds of help, including low-fee counseling and free support. The Inner Revolution requires us to heal our hearts and awaken our minds. Find both at Beth's website. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on
0: The Voice America Network.
2: You're tuned in to Inside Out, Voice of the Inner Revolution, with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To share your questions and comments, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Now, back to Inside Out.
0: Welcome back to Inside Out. Well, I am so excited because we have two more callers, which will probably end our show. And James, you are totally off the hook, but one of our callers is from Iowa, and I don't recognize her name because she's never called before. However, before we get to her, so don't hang up whatever you do. Stick around, but we have one caller before you, and it's Elizabeth from San Diego. So welcome, Elizabeth.
3: Hello, Beth and James. Hi. Hello. Um. I'm calling myself out because I didn't want to call in today. Okay. (laughs) And uh, when Christine called, I still related to what she said um, because I can see myself holding back and just conversations with people. You know, I see something or I think I feel something and I I don't say it. Yes. Yes. Now, why are you doing that? Do you think you're helping them? Well, I think I would be helping them, but I feel I'm in a space right now where I'm just doubting myself still. And so, it's like my mind has been saying, oh, well, you're just in your ego if you say something, is the conversation in my head. So,
0: Well, but what I'm saying to you is, why are you? Are you really helping people by shutting up when you should speak?
3: Oh, no, I'm not. You're not. I I thought you said I was taking it if I did say something.
0: No, no. Mm -hmm. I think that... uh, You know, if you're noticing that that has become a pattern in you, then you better become suspicious when you don't speak up. (laughs) You know, if we have a tendency to go blathering off, uh, uh, you know, having opinions about everything that everybody does, we probably when we intervene with them, we're just blathering our opinions, and then I would be very suspicious before you open your mouth. But if you notice that your pattern is that you see things and you don't say anything then do yourself a favor and break that pattern. See, it's so weird. Like, what is the right advice? It's always like, what does that person need? So since you're saying that you're going through this process of going into self-doubt, which is just a way of hiding from the consequences of annoying people. (laughs) It's like, oh, if I don't say anything, nobody's going to be upset with me. And then everybody will love me and I'll be safe. Well, if you know that's your pattern, open your mouth, girl. It's, I mean, I put my foot in my mouth on a regular basis, and I, uh, I think it's a good thing because people count on us to shut up and keep their, uh, all we're doing is supporting their egos instead of their souls. Mm. Okay. All right. So get with the program and open your mouth. When okay. you know you're right, say it. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, and here is Joanne from Iowa. Joanne, welcome. Who are you?
3: <laughs> thank you. Okay, um, I got on your show late. So I've just been listening to your last callers, but it seems to me that the theme of the day is helping others or how yes. we help others.
0: Yes, it's about developing healthy relationships, like helping okay. others without either prancing around doing it because we want to look like the nice people, or helping others without giving ourselves away. Like, oh, you know, it's okay. I'll give you the shirt off my back. But really to help people in a healthy way. So, tell us what's on your mind today?
3: Well, I do want to help others, but I find that um, I want to take on their stuff. Or I want to be like a hero. I want to fix them. Yes. That seems (laughs) to be a big thing for me. You and...
0: Millions of the rest of us. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Very true.
0: <laughs> so, yep. well, thank you so much for bringing that up because somebody needed to bring that up on the show. And so, what do you think is the psychological basis for you of wanting to take on helping others in that way?
3: Uh, it comes from my childhood, from my mother.
0: Uh, okay. Now, have you ever listened to Inside Out before? Okay, so you know me, and you know that I'll say that's not it when it's not it. So you're yes. prepared, okay. <laughs> I'm
3: counting on that.
0: <laughs> you're counting on it. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Joanne, it does come from your childhood. You're absolutely right. But I, 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 you know, my, my sense is that while you may think that you were save, trying to save your mother or couldn't save your mother or some story like that, there was somebody else in the picture that you were really trying to save. And who was it? Probably myself. Nope. That, well, that always. <laughs> okay. I am that. Kind of. <laughs> who was it that you were really trying to save? Go deep inside you. This may come as a little bit of a revelation.
3: Um, well, the only other person would probably be my father.
0: It was. Well, I mean, it could be a sibling. It could be the mother's I mean, there's a lot of other people, but no, in this case, it's your father. Now, ah, how were you, give this like a real straight look in the eye. How were you trying to save your father by the things that you were doing with your mother?
3: Uh, Well, he was an alcoholic. Yes. Yep. So pretty much... um, not really keeping her in line, but um, basically just letting him be, leaving him alone.
0: Oh, so you was left kind of him alone?
3: Him, let him be and do what he needed to do, and hopefully he would quit. Probably.
0: Okay, that was your 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 uh, actions. Okay, yeah. and what were you doing with your mother?
3: Um, trying to make her feel better. I did that a lot.
0: Ah. You but okay, very good. Here we go, Joanne. You were trying to make your mother feel better so that she would do what with your father?
3: Um, well, be nicer, leave him alone. That's probably what it is. Probably yes, they'd be more of a wife and be nicer, and they'd have more relationship, and maybe you probably wouldn't drink. That's
0: probably That's, what or whatever. But whatever, OK, yeah. so the first thing that you need to see is that you were actually this is very important for you to understand, because this is like a new squiggle on the picture for you to really yeah. get into depth. OK, you were really trying to save your father from your mother being upset and angry with him.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, you did that by trying to make her feel better so she would leave him alone. By God, that's convoluted, isn't it?
3: That is just crazy. But But there's so much truth there.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's great. So now I'm going to ask you one further question. Since you had the courage to call, and you may never call again, so I (laughs) want to take advantage of this moment, Joanne, um, is why did you feel the need to save your dad? And here I feel a lot of sadness. Uh... Especially save him from your mother.
3: I think he just, um, he was sad. Yeah, sad and I mean, weak. He, and he like, had a lot of issues, you know, from his childhood, Up did yeah. Um, yeah, So he didn't get a lot of love, It's kind of how I see his upbringing. Yeah. And then I don't feel like he got it from her, because she nagged and had very good reasons to be upset. I mean Yeah. But, yeah, but they played that pattern out.
0: And what were you afraid he would do if she... Was on I him even more. He
3: would leave. Yes,
0: that's it. Ah, uh, which brings us back to what you said earlier about you were trying to save yourself. You didn't want him to leave. Um, I'm sure there is a million reasons for that. But what I really want you to get is uh, I would rather just jump into the healing than get into why you thought that he might leave. Uh huh. But, um, you know, well, Okay, let me just say one thing. Your father was an escapist. Yes. And so if things got too heavy duty, he would just escape, and that's what leaving is, you know. So, uh, But he left anyway by drinking. And uh, you you didn't get the kind of father that you needed. So what I'm going to ask you to do right now, if you're game, you can always say no, right? But if you're game, you can pretend that we got accidentally disconnected. But if you're game, <laughs>
5: you, you,
0: I want you to
3: go okay. to to your I mother. Game, so huh? I'll
0: stay on the line. <laughs> okay, so, right, exactly. You have to see that's so cute. So I want you to go to your mother right now and say, "You know, Mom, the gloves are off. If you really need to confront Dad, he's got to stop drinking because it's killing our family." So, I want you to really feel yourself as a child. I would say you're about seven or eight years old right now. Mm -hmm. And go over to your mom and say that to
3: her. Okay. I will tell you that I did that as a teenager, about 16. Yes. And then they divorced. So, she kind of needed a little push. She came way later in life. So, we'll do it here at seven.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you know why you need to do it at seven? Mm hmm. You know why
3: you need to do it because at seven? Because she needs it. She didn't get it.
0: And because you need, to, you need that yes. change when you're a child. See, the things that we change at an early age don't become patterns for us. And I bet you, you know, if we had more time, we could sit here and we could look at all the relationships you've been in where you've gone through exactly this pattern mm-hmm. without even knowing it. Yeah. You see what I mean? So mm-hmm. I want you to do it at seven so that you become free. Even if she said, oh, I can't do that, or he blows everybody up with a shotgun or whatever, you free yourself, and that's the inner revolution for you. So you're seven years old, and you're going to mom, and you're going to do it now. Feel yourself really young and very tender and very attached to him, which you are, you see, way more attached than you were later, see. So you're taking a huge risk in your life. But you're doing it for your own soul, your own sanity, to to make yourself right on the inside. Do you, do you get what I mean? I do. Okay. So, all right. Here it is. We want to hear it
3: right now. Okay. Mom, you have to get out of this relationship. It is killing you. It is killing him. It is killing me. And I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see you cry. I don't want to feel like I have to put it together. I, don't want to, I just don't want to see it. I just need you to leave this relationship and he'd let him go.
0: Okay. Now, I'm going to suggest one thing to redo that. Do I, okay. You weren't listening early, but when I was talking, I don't think you heard this when I was telling Helen that when a relationship is bad, you have to relieve the relationship but not necessarily the person. So the old relationship that she had was that she nagged him and was angry Mm -hmm. all the time and burning up. But what I want you to say to her this time is not I want you to leave the relationship, which a seven-year-old wouldn't make that decision. I want you to confront dad on his drinking and tell him that if he doesn't do something about it, that it's killing this family. Do you understand the difference?
3: Mm-hmm. So not just leave which is no, like right. an escape, but Right, it
0: right. And, and that, that, may, that mm-hmm. may be the next step. But the first step for her is to confront it. So yep. let's do that real quick because uh, we're going to have to go in a second. But I really
3: want you to try that. Okay. Okay, Mom. You have to go to Dad and you have to tell him how you feel. You have to tell him how his drinking affects you and me and the whole house and that you're not mm-hmm. going to put up with it anymore. And if he chooses to drink, he's going to have to choose to do that on his own somewhere else. But because he needs to
0: get help. Tell treatment. him, tell him to get help. You see, that's the point. He needs
3: to get help. He needs right. to be a therapist. He needs to join whatever group a- he needs to for support. But he right. needs to do it for himself. He's not going to get that here. And he
0: needs the help. So you're saying to your mother, don't just tear him down. Support yeah. him by telling him, that he needs help. And if he doesn't get it, then we leave. You okay. see how all those pieces yeah. fit together in a different way? Yep, it's coming from a place of love. It's coming from a place of love and self-empowerment and help. Yep. You're really trying to help him, but you're not, you're not letting him get away with his bad behavior. And yeah. that's how you're going to help him. Right on, Joanne. Thank you so much (laughs) for your call. Yay. Call again.
3: I will. We'll have another relationship to look at.
0: (laughs) Oh, great. 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 Wonderful. Okay. We are out of time, and James is going to tell us about next week's show.
1: Yes, our next edition. Yes.
0: And by the way, anybody who wants to do a private consultation with me, go to BethGreen.org, click on private consultation, and you can get a 15 minutes with Beth. There is a charge, but it's very, very effective. Okay, James, take Beautiful. it away.
1: Our next edition of Inside Out will be, are we really connected to each other and a greater consciousness? Dr. Larry Dossi says, yes, mm-hmm. and it matters. So a guy steps on your foot, ouch, are you feeling his pain or just yours? It's horrible to see people getting blown up in Iraq, but is it as painful as your spouse dumping you after 25 years? Oneness is a great idea, but is it real? Here a scientist who says, yes. Dr. Larry Dossi is a physician, executive editor of Explore, Journal of Science and Healing, former co-chairman of the panel on mind-body interventions, renowned world lecturer and author of One Mind. And he says he knows that we're not separate, but rather part of something bigger. Not only is he ready to share his evidence, he says connecting to one mind is better for our world and our health. Overcoming the feeling of separateness is part of the inner revolution. So let's welcome Dr. Dossi to our show. If you've had experiences, showed, experiences that showed you're connected to others, you are not alone. Learn about scientists and lay people alike who've experienced that too. Tune into our show, or better yet, call. The doctor will be in. And now a final word from Beth.
0: Well, we are so excited that Larry Dossey is coming on our show because he has a lot to do with the revolution in medicine, and now he wants us to revolutionize the way we see ourselves in the world, and it's totally in sync with with our teachings and our beliefs also, which naturally makes me think that he's a great guy, right? (laughs) Right. We we basically agree. But he's a wonderful guest. And um, I encourage you to listen live if you possibly can so you can call him because it's not every day that you can talk to Larry Dossey uh, on Inside Out. So I love today's show. Uh, It was great as usual. Our next two shows are going to have guests and then after that we'll probably go do some more of our, where you're our guest. But either way, we are turning the world inside out. God bless.
2: Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out, Voice of the Inner Revolution with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Think outside the box and have a great week.